adding BYU is possibly the best move the Big 12 has ever made and brings in a school that can become Baylor's new yearly rival. This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. I got a haircut for $70, by the way, and that's Harper Mayfield from the Baylor Lariat. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. Harper's back by popular demand. This time, his goal is not to make people angry. It is to bring people together and unite. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. Uh, did I already say that? I might have already said that. If so, moot point. Harper, uh, BYU. Coming to the Big 12, I know your thoughts yeah. on Houston. I know your thoughts on UCF. You said those two additions were not where you wanted to go. That's not where you wanted the future of the league to go. So then mm-hmm. I started thinking, what about those BYU Cougars, man? Where do you sit with adding BYU to the Big 12? Yeah, I think that BYU, um, coming in to that time of expansion for the Big 12, BYU, the concept of that was a move that I really liked for a lot of reasons. Um, and having seen Baylor play them a couple times, I only feel stronger about that. Um, and the environment that I think they're going to bring to the Big 12, the consistency and the quality that I think they're going to bring to the Big 12 I, are, are strong points for them. Um, I, I think it's the strongest of the four that we've added. Mm-hmm. And when looking at all the schools that were talked about and considered, um, and even some of those Pac-12 schools that you say, oh, we want, we want these other schools that are in another conference, I think you lump BYU in with those as well in terms of quality and in terms of what you're getting there. You know, think about this. When the Big 12 decided to expand um, after the loss of schools like Colorado and Missouri, they went in the direction of TCU and West Virginia. Both schools were not national brands in the way that BYU is. And and I, I would even say international brands because of what BYU has become across the world. I have stepped foot in Lavelle Edwards stadium and watched a football game. It is the best place, the most intimidating place, the coolest place that I've ever seen a sporting event in my entire life. I was blown away. The only downside was in the press box. There are glass panes in front of you. So while my ears were ringing, I can only imagine how loud it actually was outside. Mm -hmm. I have never seen a more rabid and sober fan base in all of college athletics anywhere than at BYU. The passion of fan base there. The size of the fan base there. Here's one thing I want to get you on. Ha, you're caught. You said Houston and UCF, Director's Cup-wise, that they weren't up to par with what you wanted in the Big 12. Academically, they weren't up to par with what you wanted in the Big 12. Where does BYU sit in your mind there? Yeah, so BYU, um, when you look at them from a holistic perspective in their um, athletics department, which holistic is how I like Holistic perspective. <sighs> ah, nice, nice. Because of God. There. Right. Um, when you look at them, from, I think the best way to evaluate an athletic department is from a holistic perspective. People will tell you that it's just profit sports that matter. Um, and I think to some extent. Profit sports? <laughs> Hello. Yeah, I'll be here all week, folks. Um so you look at uh, BYU fields the most sports of any team that the Big 12 is adding. And one thing that I heard from a lot of Houston and UCF fans is they said the Director's Cup's a terrible metric. It doesn't factor in how many sports you play in. It says that it rewards people for participating in more sports. Yes, as it should. Uh, if you're participating in a lot of these sports, you're going to succeed. And BYU fields 21 varsity sports teams, all of which are successful. 
And you may say to me, Harper, but those teams play in a bad conference. It's not the team's fault where they play. They're having success still. And they've also won championships that matter. Uh, and that's something that I like out of a team. Um, and also academically, um, when you think about Utah, one of the two flagship universities in Utah, it's, it's BYU and, and the University of. And so um, you get the strong fan base there. You get a lot of funding, obviously, that comes in from the LDS church. Like BYU is going to be a brand that persists because um, the LDS won't let it not. It's just that that's a reality. And that's something that is good for the Big 12. You want schools that have that consistent funding. We've seen that with state schools. We've seen that with um, private schools that have, you know, significant donors. Um, I think BYU has positioned itself very nicely to have a pretty smooth transition into the Big 12 from a lot of perspectives. You know, I uh, I was looking at the BYU page where they talk about athletics and, and student enrollment. There are 31,000 undergrad, I believe. Uh, the athletics program has been top five in the Director's Cup for five, three or five consecutive years. So they mm -hmm. ace it when it comes to small sports. They've won a national championship in football. We've already yeah. talked about their branding across across the country. But when I think when I think BYU, I I, I think sports um, mm -hmm. because yeah. of the history they built. Bear with me here. Bear with me here. Uh, this is Lavelle Edwards, the most legendary coach in BYU history. Great mm -hmm. head football coach. Let me read off some of his conference championship achievements in the Western Athletic Conference. He won the conference title, get ready, in 1974. 76, 77, 78, 79, 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85, 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, 99, and then... BYU won it in 2001, 2006, 2007 before deciding to go independent. There And again, what do we talk about with Houston and, and, and UCF? Oh, we're, we're winning games in the conference that we've been put in. What has BYU historically done? They have won so many games in the conference they were put in. They left the conference yeah. to play a tougher schedule. And I can guarantee you, had the Big 12 gone knocking on the Pac-12, or the, the BYU gone knocking on the Pac-12's door and said, let us in, it, it would have happened. The Big 12 just got there first with a better deal. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, that success, like you talked about with the football team, you can see that in a lot of places um, with the other sports, too. I mean, you go through here and you look at some sports that even I know sports that other schools point to their team national championships and they like, University of Houston says, look at our golf team, how good our golf team was between the 60s and the 80s. Um, there's a little stretch where that national championship run gets interrupted for, for the Houston Cougars. And who is the team that interrupts that stretch in the golf national championship? None other than Brigham Young University. And you also look at like the number of Olympians that they've put out over time for a variety of countries. That is significant. That's just a stat that I love because um, I think that's such a, a cool thing to say. Hey, look at these people that are representing – our school and our conference at the highest level of global competition, which is, which is the Olympics. And so um, BYU excels there. They also um, division one men's basketball. When you think BYU, you probably don't think to yourself basketball school. I know right. I don't um, initially, but uh, all time wins for any program. BYU is number 17. Um the only current Big 12 team, current I say current, meaning not Texas and OU, just for the sake of projecting, um, the only team above them in the current Big 12 is Kansas. No one else in the Big 12 uh, has more wins 
than BYU does. Cincinnati ranks high on this list too, and I um, I appreciate what they've done there. Um, and BYU has done it in fewer seasons than a lot of a lot of the schools that are ahead of them. And so that's um, a lot of really really strong talent. I think they don't miss in a lot, if any, areas in terms of Big 12 competition. Yeah, BYU has 52 All-Americans all-time in football. And that's, uh, while you have encapsulated the the all-sports deal, I, I am glued to what football is because we had this conversation, Harper, you and I at dinner in Anchorage, Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, how does Baylor basketball not have more followers on Instagram than Baylor football? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter the level of success that basketball has, especially in a state like Texas and really a conference like the Big 12. There will not be any respect put on that school's name until football wins. And, and that's mm-hmm. what BYU has done. Uh, guys like Andy Reid. Did you know Andy Reid went to BYU? Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Steve Sarkeesian went to BYU. Did you know yeah. Mike Leach went to BYU? Great football names like Jim McMahon. Ty Detmer won the Heisman Trophy in 1990. Steve Young won a national championship with BYU football. Zach mm-hmm. Wilson, under Baylor's Jeff Grimes, became a Heisman finalist at BYU. This is a school steeped in football history. My only question, my biggest question here, and it applies to every new school, can BYU compete against this level of football right away? Yeah, and I think the... That question for me was answered by seeing them play Baylor the couple times that they have. Um, They came into Waco that first year, and we beat them, but it was a really fun game. Fans couldn't have been better, which is what you will always hear from anyone who has ever played BYU in any sport, is that the fans are great. Phenomenal fans, phenomenal people. um, The kind of people you want to have in your conference is what I've often heard, and I agree with that statement, having met um, the fans that I did when they were in Waco. And then we go to Provo this past year, yeah. And they beat us in one of the wildest college football games, like you said earlier, that you've ever personally attended, one of the wildest ones I've ever watched. And that Baylor team, two years ago, when we beat them in Waco, a very good team, but a relatively close game. The Baylor team they beat in Provo, not the best Baylor team, to put it one way, but a, a team that competed well within the Big 12 and you know made a lot of teams play them in play them close and you saw BYU beat that team shorthanded. Yeah. Uh, you know, they didn't have some of their top receivers in that game. People forget that. And so I look at that and I say, absolutely. Uh, BYU can compete in the big 12, especially in football where people are going to say, Oh no, the big 12 guys are going to be bigger and stronger than them. I don't think so. You're also forgetting that all of these guys are 26 and 27. Yeah. they are. Two years doing their Mormon mission. So um, they come in with, something of a predisposed genetic advantage that you just get from being a couple years older, having a couple years to mature. Um, how much of an advantage that is, I'm not really sure, but it's something, and we know that they can compete at this level. You know who else can compete? FanDuel. To be the number one sports book in America. Oh, dude, brother. Oh, ho, ho. I got a haircut. 70 bucks, man. 70 bucks. They told me 45 and they said, can we wax your nose? And I said, dude, I've never had my nose waxed. I let them do it. I let them stick the stuff up my nose, wax my nose. They pulled the hair out and everything. I can breathe. Like I've never been able to breathe before. It's almost a little uncomfortable. And then they said, 
Oh, that's also a $15 upcharge, 60 bucks. And then I had a tip because I'm not a bad person, $70. And I thought, what am I going to do? I'm out $70. You know what I did? I went and I put $70 in the Texas Rangers to beat the Detroit Tigers by one or more runs. And guess what they did? They did it because FanDuel is just right there for you. That's what it's for. As you go there, you say, hey, FanDuel, I want to make my $70 back on a haircut that really isn't even that great. Right now, a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You bet on the Texas Rangers. $1,000, let's say. They lose. You get $1,000 back in bonus bets at FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. There's an app for it and everything. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball, all the trademarks we used are used with permission. FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. All right, Harper. Uh, Dude, we have like a, you know, we both have blonde hair, dude. Do you have, do you have blue eyes? Close, not quite, but. Uh, well, for this conversation, that's a yes. Uh, we're cooking, we're cooking with something here. You know, this whole BYU thing. We have mm-hmm. a resemblance to a certain well-known historical figure and some of his followers. Uh, a word mm-hmm. of the street is that you uh, you almost you almost dated a, a girl who was a part of the Church of Latter Day Saints, Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints. I that's what the street's been saying. Yeah, um, and the streets would be semi accurate in saying that. Um, almost is a strong, strong word for the way I feel like that went. But for the purposes of the story, I'll allow it. Um, anyway, I was gonna go on a date with a girl who I later found out was Mormon. And for the sake of the BYU people who will no doubt listen to this podcast, I will refrain from sharing a lot of the other details about the story, but she was great. Super, super nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what you're telling me is Baylor and BYU should be really big rivals. Is that, is that what I'm hearing based off this personal anecdote? Maybe, maybe that's what needs to happen. And I think it fits Hand in glove, Baylor well, and BYU. And I, I also, I do want to apologize because sometimes things can be taken a little out of, out of hand. Oregon BYU last year. Uh, I went to that Baylor BYU game a couple years ago, and people were blaring the Book of Mormon, uh, out of their cars after we had beaten BYU outside of McLean Stadium. Which, like, okay, sure, in jest, right? But also, hey, a little far. However, this could be one of the cooler rivalries in college athletics. I, I certainly think so. Um, you know, two programs that are at least for the time being competitive year in, year out, and also two schools with at least semi-similar backgrounds and sets of values. And I think that's where a lot of it stands out for people. You know, they were making Baptist versus Mormons t-shirts in Waco yeah. um, before that game. And so I think there's definitely a lot of appeal um, from a student perspective to a rivalry like this. And that's something that I think people will show up for and show out for, especially, you know, for Baylor fans, BYU is an established brand that, you know, you've heard about. Um, it's a team that I know my dad talked about the BYU teams in the eighties growing up. He loved to watch them, even though he was a Texas tech fan, he grew up in Lubbock, but he made an, he made an appointment viewing to watch BYU. And when we played him, he, like that's all he could talk about is how much he loved those Steve Young, BYU teams in the 80s and watching those guys play. And so I think, you know, that established brand and those similar value sets um, are the building blocks for something that could be a really fun year in, year out game. BYU, 
Ty Detmer Heisman Trophy National Championship in college football in 1984. In basketball, names like Jimmer Fredette, the 1981 Wooden Award winner in Danny Ainge. You have Mm -hmm. baseball players like Cooper Vest, who you and I have gotten to see play this summer, the BYU Cougar Cooper Vest. Today, as we're recording this. Can you tell me? Can you tell me? This is why I think BYU, I, I said it says it on the screen right there. BYU is the best new ad in the Big 12. And and I, I think this is the best, the best move the Big 12's ever made. Because you hear those things about BYU. Mm-hmm. Name me another school in the new Big 12 that has that kind of athletic history. There's there's not one. There's not frankly. There's and not. Yeah. There's not it's BYU. And, right. And you look at some of the schools that are exiting. You could talk about UT and OU that way right. if you'd like, but nobody else has that kind of pedigree. You know, I love to talk up Baylor sports. Sorry, folks. We just don't have that kind of sports history. Not that BYU does. TCU doesn't have that as much as they'd like you to believe that they've recently had the best sports year of all time. Oh, oh they did have Sammy Baugh. People forget about slinging Sammy Baugh. Yes. And say, Sammy Ball is great, um, but he's one guy. We've rattled off, you know, half a dozen BYU quarterbacks that made an indelible mark on college football. And Dominican Sue lining up against Sammy Ball would be that you could be charged with manslaughter. It it would not be legal in it wouldn't go over well. Yeah. Sammy Ball gets one Dorito and he's in the hospital for several <laughs> weeks. It's not um one sour patch kid sammy ball and it's not gonna go well no no not going well but yeah nobody else has that kind of history and that's why i think that byu was a priority for the big 12 like again like we talked about with the established brand that byu is there's when you say that people immediately know what you're talking about if you were to say to someone like oh man i'm so excited for the the big 12 to add Montana State, did you watch their recent basketball game? No one is going to say yes, and no one is going to lie about saying yes. Because BYU, people could at least be like, oh, were they playing Utah? That's a rivalry that they have, and I know about because I'm a casual sports fan. Right. And that's that's, that's something that's important for something like this. Um, and also, the BYU addition to the Big 12 gives you a little bit of you know, a slice of the Holy War that they play up in Utah as one of the best rivalries in college football. And now the Big 12 has a stake in that. And who knows, maybe Utah is in the Big 12 someday and we can knock on wood for that. That would be really cool. Um, but until then, you get a part of that and you get the, you know, the entire athletic history that comes with BYU. So what, what do you think? If you have a Baylor-BYU rivalry, what does that bring to the conference then? Because it feels like, you know, as as good as much prowess as Baylor has had, especially recently, BYU's major history means that they at some point will rise to the top in this league. Yeah, yeah the pendulum always swings back one way or another. No team is bad for that long. Eventually, everybody gets a good season, and BYU tends to have good seasons more often than not. And so I think you lose something like the red river red river rivalry excuse me it's something that's iconic to college football and you think ah man we lose you also lose one half of bedlam to the two arguably the two biggest rivalries in the big 12 um tcu baylor's a lot of fun for baylor fans and for tcu fans but when you talk nationally people don't say oh man i'm so pumped for college football rivalry week. I'm a person from Michigan and I'm going to watch TCU Baylor because that's a rivalry game that I love. Yeah. 
outside of 2014, that's not exactly appointment viewing for everybody. Um, And BYU comes in and has the chance to create something new. So it's not going to be something that everybody thinks immediately, man, I've got to tune in for this. But you get a couple really good starts to a series like that, and all of a sudden you do have something that becomes that appointment viewing, that like high billing on college football game day for rivalry week. You know, they're breaking things down. You've got Alabama, Auburn, da, 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 da. you're going down the list. All of a sudden you start to think, man, we've had a lot of really good BYU Baylor games. Those fans love to go back and forth. Maybe we start to slot them into this week. We start to slot them into the slate of games that we want to really, really promote. And I think that's something that's very feasible. So now the Big 12, BYU added in, which to me makes up for where Houston and UCF lack. Um, mm-hmm. And then Cincinnati seems like a, a neutral to to good neutral. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, recent college football playoff, mm-hmm. uh, less annoying than UCF fans and more relevant than Houston, who's just doesn't really exist. Uh, do you would you say the Big 12 now with a brand like BYU is as strong as ever you know i think i think that's an interesting question because ut is such a powerful brand ou strong as well not in the way that ut is um i think when a lot of people think college football on a national scale they think about the university of texas there's nothing we can do about that it's just it's a brand that's been around forever texas is a big football state so you think about what places where people play football if you just ask someone to name a college football team texas is it's, just, it's, it's probably going to be on that list. Um, for people on the West Coast, BYU is not that far down that list either. And that's what really, really excites me about the brand potential for BYU in the Big 12. Um, to say that it's as strong as ever, I think it, I think, I think you can make that case. And I'm not, af- I'm not, I'm not afraid to make it um, because you bring in easily the best traveling fan base in college football. Nobody travels like BYU fans. Because, again, being a religious school, they have ties to every member of that religion, no matter where they are in the country. You could play a game in South Carolina, you're going to have people show up. You could play a game in Washington, you're going to have people show up. Play a game in Minnesota, you're going to have people show up. Because that's the way their fan base travels. They packed out all the seats they could get in Waco. There's yep. more blue there than I would have liked, frankly, Baylor fans. You could get on to you for a second here. Because that's the kind of power that this fan base brings. And I think it's something that the Big 12 will be able to use well and it adds a lot of juice to where the Big 12 is and I think keeps them in a similar, if not better, spot than they were before. Yeah, when you compare what the Big 12 was or has been in the last few years, especially the dark year, I'm going to call them the dark years, when Texas was really bad, OU was good by virtue of the rest of the league being pretty bad. Mm -hmm. This is even into the 2014 I know it's going to it makes some Baylor fans upset but this is 2014 to 2018 2019 when people are right. making the case the Big 12 doesn't play defense because newsflash you're a Baylor fan you're like oh Baylor was so good then and they were yes but they didn't do the whole defense thing while everybody else in college football was and that's when the Big 12 learned pretty quickly mm-hmm. it doesn't take long for you to become the laughing stock of college football when Patrick Mahomes who is just a decent college quarterback is putting up 750 yards per game, right? Losing. Right. And and losing. And so the big 12 lost a lot of stock there. This new big 12 is going to be in a much better position than that. Can Mm. I say it's in a better position than when Missouri and Texas A&M and Colorado and Nebraska were in the big 12. Those are some unbelievable brands in college football. 
Right. I don't know if the Big 12 used them as as well as they should have, hence why they lost those brands in the end. Uh, the marketing wasn't there. Something was off. So then mm-hmm. you make the case, this is a much stronger Big 12 than it was in the last decade. And then going back to when Nebraska and AM were there, this might be stronger by virtue of everybody in the league wants to play for the league. Yeah. Everybody's bought in for the future. And that's what I like about this new Big 12. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I think back then you had your your cellar dwellers were very much separated from the rest of the league. You knew who was going to be bad. You knew they were going to be bad every year. It Go was, Bears! It was for a long time. It was Go us. Bears. It's been it's been Kansas for a long time. Then we saw Kansas kind of dig themselves out of that last year, and so who's look next? At this thing out. Yeah, and you and everybody's at least pretty solid. Like it's you feel good. Like not there's not a guaranteed win, especially for a team that's not college football playoff bound. And even TCU played a handful of close games in the Big Twelve this year, and they obviously you know appeared in the national championship. So I think that is where you start to see a lot of the strength is in the parity. That's what people talk about with the Big 12 in basketball all the time. Analysts can't get enough of how good every team in the Big 12 is. Every team's a tournament team because you're tearing the league apart every night. You know, guys are – teams are losing to each other. That's why you don't get the 10-bid league that you think you should. Um, and so I think by virtue of that, by not having just three or four terrible teams yeah. and having your two to three really, really great teams – and then everybody else being pretty solid to, you know, on the verge of being great. I think that adds a lot to the league and it's going to be really, really entertaining in a lot of sports. And that's what people want to watch. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. BYU fans welcome to the conference. It happens officially on July 1st. So we're right there. The Big 12 entering or BYU entering the Big 12. Uh, I'm Drake Toll from Sports Illustrated. That's Harper Mayfield from the Baylor Lariat. Thanks for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. Harper, uh, thanks for joining the show again because now I think these people are going to like you more than the other people did. It would be difficult for them not to. Yeah, those other people really didn't like you. Uh, Thanks again for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day, I guess. Come back tomorrow or uh, Friday, actually. We're going to talk about some uh, Cincinnati, I guess. We haven't hit Cincinnati yet or UCF or Q. So let's see see who can make Matt again on Locked On. Come back Friday. Baylor Bears.